Business Bros is your show, where small business professionals just like you come to tell their stories. This podcast is for those who understand the number one rule in business, which is to be of service to others. Learn how today's professionals generate leads, what's working on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of those who are out there doing the real work. And now let's welcome your hosts, Hernan Cias, the real estate bro with eXp Realty, the cloud-based brokerage where top producers reign, and James Cias, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, making sure you are covered because there's a lot riding out there. And now here are the business bros. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros. Yeah. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, round number Woo. two for the day. So if you're listening to this on the on a replay, it's just the one for you for today. But hey, here we are. Uh, Hernan Cias here, host of the Business Bros podcast. We're going to get used to saying that every single day. <laughs> Along with James Cias, co-host and the insurance bro of the Business Bros podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, before we get with our guest for today, remember 365 pairs of shoes is what we're shooting for by the end of the year. So if you have a gently pair, gently worn, I can never get that right gently used pair of shoes or a brand new pair of shoes or you want to donate cash hit james up 619-884-0045 or james at csfirst.com hit him up via email he'll drive over on his harley and pick up those bad boys or you can be a guest on the show and bring them yourself that works too so we appreciate those uh those shoes either way uh the garage is starting to fill up we got bags we got boxes and we love it so thank you very much y'all rock y'all rock nice. all right and uh, here we go. Here we go. Round number two. Thank you, everybody who is joining us for the second time on this beautiful, almost sunny Thursday afternoon. <laughs> uh, sunny in some parts. You you got a sunburn on the back of your head. I did, so. dude. Graduation yeah, day. Graduation day. <laughs> uh, but anyway, another very exciting show. Uh, another Lipsy. This is fantastic. So this time we've got uh, Mr. Randy Lipsy from WFG National Title. This is exciting. I think this might be the first time that we have uh, what brothers on the brothers show? on the show, <laughs> <laughs> other than ourselves. It's right? the bros. It's the bro show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got another couple of business bros in. Yeah. All right. So I love it. So welcome, Randy, and thank you for joining us today. We really appreciate you. All right. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. All right, man. So tell me a little bit about your past. Uh, where'd you come from? Why would you? I mean, I know a little bit about it, but I don't think our audience knows. Tell me about uh, what, what's up with real estate in your family. Uh. We have a lot of real estate in our family. So uh, my dad's a broker, as I was just telling you guys. Um, he's out still in East County, Keller Williams. Um, so basically, in we're all native San Diegan. Grew up here, actually, in Spring Valley, right up the road. And um, basically, when I've, as you know, we have two bros in in, uh, in title. We, when we were all graduating from college, right around two thousand ish time, we it was so for me. I was graduating from college at San Diego State and needed to get some kind of career-oriented type job. It was, you know, I was done waiting tables for a living and, <laughs> and wanted to uh, get into something. So I did two things. I went and I interviewed for the San Diego Sheriff's Department and got in their background investigation um, and then also started getting my real estate license. So by about mid, you know, six months into 2000, I had already sold like four homes and I was still in the background investigation for sheriffs. So they hadn't panned out. So I was pending, like, I guess pending, I'm selling pending. houses. Yeah. You know, so uh, I did that kind of rode the wave from uh, 2000 to 2008. 
uh, when the market tanked and I was selling about, you know, 20, 25 homes a year. And in 2008, the market, as you know, went south and I was just kind of like, you know, decimated like a lot of other agents. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, not only that, but too, as, and I was like the perfect, like, um, example of what was going on. Like I, in 2005, I had bought like the most expensive house in the neighborhood in La Mesa, that I lived in in La Mesa. So it was like the top comp. And then, um, I was primarily a listing agent. So basically I, I joke and I say, you know, from 2000, 2006, the listing appointment was like, Hey, you know, last one sold for 450. We're going to put yours on for 500,000. We'll get six offers over the weekend. It'll be awesome. You know? Yeah. Yeah. In good old days. Yeah. 2000. You know, it's kind of hot like that right now. It is. No, that's, that's why I like the more, I like the market we're in right now, but it's, I mean, I, I think, you know, obviously we don't have the same type of loans that were out in the thing. I, I also had a three year interest only arm that, you know, came due and all of a sudden my payment like doubled Ouch. <laughs> overnight. So yeah, so I ended up uh, losing my house. I went back to renting for my, I ended up renting my grandma's house in 2008 and um, ended up going back to law enforcement. I went to the probation department and started in 2008. Another one in law enforcement? Two <laughs> law enforcement today. in a day, right? Oh yeah. yeah. So I went, uh, to, I didn't get to your person that you had today. So I, it, <laughs> I was listening it, it, to it pod, a podcast, I was a podcast, not the live. Um, so Anyways, yeah, so I was at the juvenile detention facility in Otai for five years. Never really liked the law enforcement, really wasn't my thing. I mean, it was a, it was a, it was cool because it was not sales for, which I needed for a while. Yeah, you needed to pay um, the bills for a had a, had a lot of overtime. Of, I basically was the overtime. But it's funny because, you know, I, I look back now and I'm like, you know, it's funny because sales has always been where I'm at, you know. Mm -hmm. And even when I was, so even when I was a probation officer, the uniforms, that we had to wear were just like these funky green polos with like the embroidered logo on it. And the only place you could get it was at the, at the juvenile tent facility in Curdy Mesa. And I didn't really like dealing with the lady that was sell, like the main, she was kind of not really nice. So um, I was like, dude, surely I can figure something I can out. So I, so I call my buddy who does shirts and I'm like, hey, bro, can you figure out how to get this embroidered logo on? He's like, oh, no worries, dude. So for like for 20 bucks, we said we've, we've got the pattern. So I was selling shirts to my homies at the, at the <laughs> facility. And then I started working at like different camps. And then, um, which is right, it was awesome. Because like all of a sudden, like our facility was super fresh with new, <laughs> new yeah, clothes yeah, yeah, all the no, time. Yeah. So like, he, Mason was like, what the hell's going on? Yeah, <laughs> my sales are down, you know. <laughs> but it was, it was the best. And I would start, like I got like branch out into like hoodies and hats and like, Dudes would come up and like, hey, can you give me like a jacket? Or, yeah, so no was, problem. And I was, you know, make, I wasn't making a whole lot of money. It was like a couple bucks per shirt or whatever. But it was just, even then I like had to figure out a way to sell something. You know? Yeah, <laughs> it's in the blood. Get the need, you know, like. Yeah, said, no, like, it, well, there's a problem. Find the need and, and, and fix it. Yeah. yeah, find the need and fix it. There's a problem, solve it. Yep. That's what it's all about. So, dude, um, so you, you're in law enforcement. You're in probation office. Yeah. Right? And you got pummeled by the market oh yeah so then how do you decide to go back into it well again i didn't really wasn't really stoked about the law enforcement thing i had actually got passed up on a promotion or two um it was kind of you know it was humbling too because i'm like at that time i was like you know probably 35 or so um not really good at the math off the top of my head like that <laughs> but i was basically i was in my 30s working with a but at a at an entry level type job with a bunch of 25 year olds that are like fresh out of college never had a job mm -hmm. in their life and so it's like to be that guy and then to get passed off on a, on a promotion or two, it was like not fun. And so at five years, you're able to vest the pension that you've accrued at the, at the probation department. So I, um, and then it just so happened that, like I said, so my two brothers, Jeremy and Ryan, 
um, were working at Lawyer's Title at the time. One of the guys in North, the reps um, in North County was re retiring. And so they, they thought of me, they brought me in and said, hey, you know, you know real estate, you know sales, this dude's like gonna be retiring, maybe uh, you're, you can pick up the book of, book of business that he's leaving off and go from there. And so that was in 2013. And it's been a little bit of a rocky ride. I've, I've, uh, so, you know, we were all the same company for a while. We ended up going to title 365, which like blew up. We went, was new. We were number two in the County for like two years. And then, uh, somehow it all kind of went the, went the shit. And then, um, it was like every man for himself. So now Ryan's at Tycor. I'm, I'm at WFG national title and Ryan and Jeremy's over at lawyers back at lawyers title. So yeah. maybe we'll try to get him on next. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens. Got to reach out. So, anyway. No, I, I mean, dude, it, it's amazing, you know, when your family has been real estate heavy for a long time, mm -hmm. I mean, you said dad was a broker, you guys are continuing on, what do you think that's going to be like for your kids? Do you think they're going to, they're going to end up going somewhere in a different direction because they want to, or they're going to kind of <laughs> fall back into what they've already known? I mean, you guys kind of did. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know. I, I um, so my kids are older a little bit right now, like my youngest is 16, so I have a 20 year old that is kind of figuring out his, his life. Uh, my daughter is actually um, studying to be a nurse. She, she's, she's actually starting up in at the Scripps Mercy in August. They do like a new nurse program or whatever, which is great. She's going to be making great money, and she's finishing up on her bachelor's degree at State. And uh, my oldest is 26. He just got a job as um, painting airplanes on the Coronado base or something like that. So, I mean, he's, you know, it pays pretty well. Again, I mean, I'd be open to it if they wanted to go into it. But, and then my youngest is planning on, he's, he's a rock star. He's like the third in the county for uh, sprinting the 100 in, in, uh, in his age group, his sophomore over at Paula. Mm -hmm. So anyways. Um, so you think they're going to end up in this type of industry? I mean, maybe not the nurse? Nah, you never know. I mean, again, and it's funny because one of my clients actually, um, one of my agents that works up in Escondido, she's a nurse also. So like you, I think you've said on another podcast, the cool thing I like about this, I like about real estate is – there's there's room for everybody you know i always say like i got my young agents that are gonna freaking take over the world and do you know 70 80 transactions and just be millionaires by their 30s and cool and then i have like my soccer mom clients that are just like hey man if i could just do five ten deals a year to supplement my our household income and i'm like mm -hmm. hey that's cool too like you know whatever works yeah, whatever's yeah. whatever you're it's shooting the ones for. that come out in the spring yeah, just a couple deals. Yeah, you know, a couple deals, and they go on vacation the rest then, of the year. Yeah, they, you know, they're they're there for their kids when they're on when they're on summer break. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I totally I totally get that. It like, gives you that flexibility, that that little bit of different type of mainstream. Yeah, but when it's your livelihood, it's a different ball game, right? I mean, yeah. Then all of a sudden, you know, um, not that it's not fun, but you gotta put food on the table you got to you know like oh, pay yeah. the bills it's a it's a it's a different type of game and you you've worked with a lot of agents what kind of struggles do you think a lot of agents are going through like today as far as trying to get new clients um i mean i think it's more it's again like you said earlier it's it's it's, it's very much like the market we had in the 0506 time um, you're seeing a lot of like the disc, the pressure on discount brokerages with the red fins and the Zillow's doing like the I buy actually Zinvi um, was telling me the guys from Zinvi were uh, that one of the, they just got a contract for 200 properties that they're doing um, video and, f and photos for, for that Zillow owns that yeah. they're doing out in Palm Springs and different parts of Southern California. So there's the, there's that, the disc, there's always the price, you know, th um, pressure. 
Well, you were around in 2008. So, I mean, speaking of those types of things, I remember iPay1 yeah. was one of those companies back yeah. then. Yeah, they had the sports arena rights, too. Yeah, they did. They had the sports <laughs> For arena a second. rights. And, and they weren't the only ones. There was oh, a, a help you sells and the hope yeah. you sells. And the, so this discount broker thing isn't new. No, but it's, I mean, it's just one of the pressures. Yes, again, yes. It's not, it's, not, it's not insurmountable. It's Again, I mean, with that, it's just like it's finding the objection that you're, that you're working against. I mean, um, you know, I think the other thing is, is there is an influx of new, of new agents and there are those people that aren't necessarily in it as a livelihood they're just like hey see they say hey look the prices are up again stuff homes are selling like hotcakes let's go sell my four or five deals a year for my cousin and my uncle and my aunt you know what i mean and so then then agents that are doing it full time they maybe be losing those some of those transaction to those family members or something like that, that in in a normal market that they would normally get. Does that make sense? Yeah, that, that does make sense. So I mean, I mean, you, we're always going to have those turnovers. I mean, there's absolutely. way more agents out there than they than that are not closing deals than there are the ones that are closing. Like I mean, I, I would say somewhere around ten percent of the agents that are out there are the ones who are actually consistently closing deal after deal after yeah. deal. The rest. They're going to do a handful of deals here and there. They're going to get those, you know, my mom has to sell, my uncle has to sell, my cousin has to sell. And they're going to do the three or four deals, and then they're pretty much going to balance because yeah. it does take work to to prospect. Prospecting yeah. is no joke. I mean, sure. you literally have to dedicate your time to picking up the phone or, you know, using your video DMs is my one of my favorites right now or using your social media, which is one of the big things that we, we like to push. Yeah. But it's prospecting. It's not just kind of browsing around. If you just I know there's a lot of agents who have this picture in their head that they're going to get their license and the world will come to them. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I put it like this. I always tell my agents, look, there is a number out there of people that you need to talk to about real estate every day. It, that is going to lead you to the results that you want to see at the end of the year. So whether that's a hundred deals a year or 10 deals a year, it, you can roll it out to the number of like, okay, I need to talk to this many people. How you talk to those people is up to you. You can, if you want to wear your name tag upside down and go stroll through the grocery store until someone asks you about real estate that, I mean, that, I don't, I don't think that's more, the most effective way to prospect, but, right, right. but, but it's, it's, it's something, a it's a, it, yeah, you, there's all kinds of agents walk around with their name tags all the time and just kind of talk to people, the more gregarious agents. But then like for me, you know, when I was an agent, my first year in the business, I did, I did 10 transactions that were all expired listings. And it was cause my dad was like a big Mike Ferry guy back in the day. And he was just, Hey, this is what you do. You show up at six o'clock, you go, you, you know, print at that time we were printing all the expired and canceled listings from the day before. I would do a little research, try to track down people's numbers and information um, till about seven, seven thirty, and then I was banging the phones all day, like just you know, hey, you know why your home didn't sell? Blah blah blah. You know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all my query scripts. You know, but and, but, uh, but the thing about that, I mean, both of us come from an age where you know we played outside till the lights came on. You know what I mean? Like it was a different world when I was growing up compared to the world that my kids are growing up in today. Oh yeah, and and the way we communicate was also different. Sure. Um, I had a conversation with somebody the other day. uh, It was a lunch meeting, and we were talking. He's a new agent. He's like 22 years old or something like that. He's just getting into the game, and he's trying every single prospecting method. But he's not really digging deep into one. He was just kind of tasting a bunch of different ones because somebody told him, you need to make calls. You need to to, uh, make 20 contacts a day. So, Mm -hmm. you know, he goes over there. He mojo dials, and he, you know, somebody picks up the phone. He didn't get to talk to him. I made a contact. He's meeting numbers for the sake of meeting numbers. Yeah. And that, that, you know, and when I I sat with him, I was like, look, dude, it's not about 
hitting that number metric. It's not about you know picking up the phone, making 80 calls or 100 calls or making five contacts. It's actually being able to have a conversation with an adult human being who's in a position to buy or sell a property. That yeah. is a true you know that is a true contact that is a true prospect that is that is what you're looking for on a daily basis so for me it's it's kind of I, I get weary when when i hear things like you know you need to make five contacts or ten contacts a day because i think agents don't quite understand what an actual contact is well and and also i would add to that too that it's it's a lead to not just contact you know what i mean so because there, there's, so I would say you split it up, especially, so if it's a new agent in the, again, in the business, I, I always say you need to split up your time between finding the people who are needing to sell right now. So those are like the expired listings of for sale by owners. Like you were saying the other, in one of your the podcasts, people, like, with people with their hands up. Yeah. yeah. So find those, uh, the, the distress, the divorce leads, those guys. So, and spend a piece of your time on those people because that's going to generally lead to something in the near future. Right. right. So then. After that, then what you do is, you know, most agents do some kind of geographical area. Like I grew up in Spring Valley. I, I when I, I would go, I had a certain neighborhoods that I would go door knock, you know, a couple times a week. I, you know, and I rolled out the numbers of just, you know, hey, we have a listing in the area. I tell people all the time, like when I first started out, I I'd go with a business card. I would have a printout of the the one liners of the act pending sold for that neighborhood for that day. I roll around with a clipboard and I go, hey, I'm the neighborhood realtor. Here's my card. Uh, just want to let you know we're, you know, we just sold a couple houses down the down the road, and I'm looking. For, I got more buyers that want to live in the, move in this neighborhood. Are you ready to sell? And you know start the conversation from there yeah no i mean that and that's a start right that's that's the big thing to me for me right now is the conversation gets started Mm -hmm. right now the person who you're standing in front of maybe they're not going to remember you the moment you turn around anyways at first but the second time the third time yeah you know then then it's all of a sudden they see your your mailer in the mail and and these are these are you know you're when you're talking about farming um, I, I, I honestly want you to think about what it takes to grow a crop. Oh, you know what sure. I mean? It, it's literally farming. It's not something where you put a seed in the ground and you're going to get an orange the next day. Like That's not yeah. how it works, right? This is something that you're going to be sure. doing for, you're cultivating it for some time. Nice yeah. metaphor, by the way. <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I agree. I think there's a, the, the, there's an agent up in, uh, in Oceanside that I used to work with, uh, Doug West. He's with First Team Realty. And I tell people all the time, like he's, I, he's a, I think he's a primary example for the, for the a farming type of success because he lives in his neighborhood. If you look at his numbers, when he first moved up in the thing, his, he wasn't do that many deals his first year, but he's blown up to where he's now been six years in the same area in the back gate of Oceanside. And he does like probably 70, close, 70, 80 transact, close transactions in that neighborhood. He doesn't sell much outside of that neighborhood. So like, if you go down to Encinitas, like you never heard of him, <laughs> but, but, um, um, in that neighborhood, but he's just been consistent over time. You know, he, and he, he lives in the neighborhood. He walks the dog in the neighborhood. He coaches soccer in the neighborhood. He holds open houses in the neighborhood, puts 30 signs out. At, you know, you can't drive through that neighborhood without seeing his name, you know, every weekend or, you know, yeah. most of the time, all the time when you know, he's got listed. It's listing, funny you, know? you say that because, um, I mean, he, he's established himself over quite some time. Yes. Right. So he's he's built his own brand. Yes. And I got I got agents today that are trying to build the same type of brand. Yeah. Except the attention is not the same anymore. Yeah. Right. What we're looking at on a regular basis is not always the signage that we see when we're driving down the road because sure. half the time if you're not driving, hopefully you're driving, you have your eyes on the road. But if you're a passenger in the car, chances are you're not looking out the window. Yeah. You're looking at the little screen in front of you. Sure. You know what I mean. 
So mm-hmm. for us to grab attention in today's market, yeah. I, I feel there's there's a huge and and most people should know this, but there's a huge push towards social media for and sure. creating a brand. Yeah, my fear is that there's a lot of people out there that do one of two things: mm-hmm. they either a are content consumers, not mm-hmm. content creators, right? So they're looking at stuff, they're listening to stuff, they're they're in, they're just being consumers of of all the content not creating stuff on their own which which starts to bring a brand Uh and b they don't know they don't understand the difference between marketing and branding right whether their sales whether what they're doing is generating sales or what they're doing is creating a name because i think both have a different effect in what you're trying to do and they have a different strategy for both Mm -hmm. what do you think of that so far yeah i i totally agree i think that that um you know the, the the farming for example is 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 kind of a long term play. You know what I mean? And and I think, but to me, I would say it's both and. You know, I think you need to do traditional type stuff like open houses, like prospect, like door knocking, like you know, uh, cold calling. But I think it's you know I tell agents all the time it's easier than ever now to stay in front of because again, so to go back to the other agent, the I don't know any agents that have been in the business that have like more than 10, 15 years that have been doing it in a way that don't rely a lot on referrals from past clients and and um, just referral sources. So like the, the Buffinis of the world, Joe Stumps of the world that do that by referral only type thing. So that's the that's the long play too. But you know, those referrals can come from people in your farm that they, that and you can, you can hit people up. I tell at the very least, if you're not a big social media guy, like at the very least, when you take a new listing, when you post up the new listing on Facebook, Send it to your clients. Make sure you're friends with your clients on yes. Facebook, and then tell them to share it to their friends, so that that you're at least getting out to their social network. A smaller and then, organic reach. Yeah, least, and yes. then maybe people will now hit you up, and then you could friend friend them or have them like your business page or whatever. And you know, by say, hey, this is this is our house. Help us sell our house. You know, you know, it's funny though because it's some of those simple things a lot of agents struggle with. They, oh, yeah. they, you know, it's it's one thing to take a picture of the place or take a picture of themselves and post it. It's another to like do that with somebody else or somebody else's home. Like all of a sudden it's like there's a line drawn in the sand and they're yeah. afraid to ask. They're afraid to do. They're afraid to, you know, I, I, I don't know that I don't really market that way or I don't really do it that way. Oh, yeah. Really? Like if you had the biggest billboard in the world yeah. and it was, uh, it was given to you to market whatever you wanted to and you don't want to do it because what? Yeah. Like I, I don't understand that aspect of it, you know. Like that, that, that to me is one of those weird things. At least I think now we're getting across the point that people are starting to use it, oh, yeah. right, as a medium to market whatever they're doing. Now it's just a matter of, well, your stuff is not very exciting. It's mm-hmm. very, it's very vanilla, or it's oh, very yeah. perfect oriented. Like I, I, uh, I use this example a lot. It's uh, like if, if. Social media is like, well, for a lot of people, it's like a photo album. Mm-hmm. If you look at a photo album, you see the smile, you see the perfect dress, you see the ironed clothes, you see all the good, easy pictures, all the posed pictures. Mm-hmm. What you're missing is the the life that happens in between those, the crying, the laughing, mm-hmm. the story, you know, all that stuff. Like if you went, if you have a wedding album, you're looking at all the perfect pictures in the wedding album. Mm-hmm. But what's not there is that drunk aunt of yours that was dancing on the dance floor and having a good time or that uncle who made that weird speech, right? Those yeah. are the memories that you really have. Mm-hmm. Those are the connections that you really make 
those are the things that are missing from a photo album and i feel like those are the things that are missing from a lot of people's posts it's that you're saying they need to make weird speeches (laughs) (laughs) but but i mean the authenticity return the favor right it's the authenticity (laughs) part return the favor (laughs) i love you man (laughs) it's the authenticity part sure and i think i think that is what's missing in a lot of people's uh feeds anyways at first Mm -hmm. to make people want to watch like if you're just posting the same picture of your selfie like hey check out my place yeah. Look at look at oh look at this nice bathroom. Or the one That's where you're cool. sitting in the front seat of your car and you're just ranting to the thing. That <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've done those. Though. I, I, I do do those. But that, that, but still, it's but I think you should for a for guys like me who watch it on silent stuff, you should figure out a way to add subtitles. Right. Like, that's that's what I tell people. Like, well, dude, add some subtitles because I'm on silent. 100 percent of the time. Well, I'm sitting here <laughs> listening to you guys, and I'm like, oh crap! Every one of my posts recently has been from the office with the pipeline uh, logo in the background. Like, okay, I guess I got to switch it up a little bit. But yeah. here's the thing, though. Here's the thing for both of you: you're doing now, right? You're True. you're putting yourself out there, and that's to me, it's always a progression. Like, even if you listen to like our first podcast, for example, it sucked, right? But we're starting to do it, and we're getting better and better. I tell people, and you always laugh at me when I say this, but I tell people that your stories are your junk mail, right? Yeah. You always know it's in the junk mail. You just don't always go to it. Yeah. But if I wanted my Carl's Jr. coupons, I know that on Tuesday I'm going to get them in that junk mail. right? I know they're there. For sure. And I think the stories are the same way. That's yeah. where you get to practice. Maybe you might not listen to me sitting in my car saying something, yeah. but maybe I'm trying to perfect how I'm saying something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? At least I'm getting in front of the camera and practicing mm-hmm. what I'm going to say. And then sure. when I'm in front of my client, I've said this before. Mm-hmm. I've talked about this particular thing number of times. This is yeah. my passion. Or if I'm going to create something that's a little that's a little better, it comes out freer, flowing. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That makes sense? Yes. But I guess I, my, so my cautionary person inside of me wants to say that like you do have to calculate the numbers because i think that you know it's also about sequence like we talked about with your new, the new agent that's coming on board like and the one guy you interviewed the berkshire hathaway guy um in texas that mm-hmm. you were talking kind of made it you know coaching call which i thought was awesome but um he was like dude a lot of your stuff that you're doing during the day doesn't sound like it's all productive productive activities you know mm-hmm. what i mean and so like if you're trying to hit it you know right out the gate you need to make sure that you're doing the stuff that's probably uncomfortable. Like Brian Tracy has a has a um, I don't know if you remember his book is um, called Eat That Frog or something like that. Oh no, I haven't. It's like basically it's like when you wake up every day, you got to eat the biggest nastiest frog that you first. have on your plate first. Yeah. Yes. And then after that, it's smooth sailing. You know what I mean? So for that, it's pros- for most people. That's the answer to that is prospecting. So if that means like you know, cold calling your your, uh, your expired leads, cold calling your fizz, or calling your fizzbos, touch base with those guys, calling all your you know following up. I used to have like a sheet of just all the potential leads and like when to follow up, and then um, you know I basically so my second year in the business I I I was uh, I was still do, I was kind of humming along with expireds. The market was cranking up, um, and what I, but I moved over to what just just listed just sold calls was like another Mike, Mike Ferry thing, and I tell people all the time like I hated doing CMAs so. Especially because, like, I don't know if you've been to La Mesa. Or there's a lot of like custom little mm-hmm. homes. It's hard to price, you know, yeah, in yeah. the neighborhood. There's a lot of adjustments. There's a, there's there. a lot, of, yeah, a lot of uh, intangibles that yes. are just kind of like to make into a, into a price. But um, so what I did is I basically I got farms for all of the condos like anywhere in the vicinity. So I had El Cajon, College Area, Spring Valley, and it's like, dude, condos are easy. Like, there's only two or three floor plans. Like, <laughs> hey, your two bedroom, two baths just sold for two hundred thousand. Like, yours is probably worth about the same. Like. Do you yeah, want to sell? Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. and that's basically I had like five. I think I had like ten complexes. I and so I would just I had the old school, um, 
like uh, file folders that was like one through 30 and then January through December. So I would just like quarterly just call through those guys. I just, and it's the same thing. It's like, hey, I became like the, the, the real estate guy for those complexes. I was just like, hey, just, just you know, it's Randy again. Just call and let you know that your, your same uh, floor plan just sold for, you know, 200,000. It's, you know, highest it's ever been. Let me know if you're ready to sell it. Like, But again, that's one of those skills, right? You're literally, you don't know which one of those calls is going to turn into a deal. Yeah. But you're putting yourself out there every single day. Exactly. And and that's, to me, it's it's that's the part. That's the that's the section that people fall off on. It's the consistency factor of, sure. of sending that message out. Yeah. And and today, the the biggest push I push is, is you can do the same thing. If you're, if you're terrified of your phone, you can do the same thing using DMs. Yeah, you can. And it's just the new method of picking up the phone and calling somebody. The thing For is, sure. they're gonna pick up. They're gonna see your message. Yeah. Well, I would say that's one touch. So like, that's I a touch. That, yeah, that's that's a kind of touch that you like. I and that's what I love about like the cool thing about social media is that you can literally touch your clients without even trying. Like I post a, you know, to kind of an, as an accountability myself. I I I usually when I go to the gym in the, at five thirty in the morning, I do a little clip of me doing one of my workouts. Like today, I was doing deadlifts. So it's like a 15 second thing and I'll put it on my Facebook store or my Instagram story and it goes feeds it and then put it on my story on my Facebook. And it's like, that's going to pop up at somebody's feed that I know. And I go, Oh, Randy's working out again. Like, and it's just a free touch that I got that I, of bringing me back to top of mind with her, with, with them 100%. that I didn't have to work, really work for, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, but it, you know, it's but, funny cause we, I would always joke around with people that, that put stuff up for the gym be like, Oh, well guess the workout didn't happen if you didn't post it. But you it's know what? usually truth, true if you don't see what right? because I slept <laughs> in. In that your day. case, it is true, right? <laughs> but but the truth of the matter is, it's it's one of those things where you're being held accountable. Tonight, yeah. I'm going to I'm going to be a guest on a podcast with uh, with Brian Landeros. I was Energy. about to say I was, and, I was going to give him a shout out too. Yeah, and he Dude. has this thing where he's a he's he's it's called a paying your dues for 33 days. Yeah, and he's got such a following right now of people that he's inspired to like post every single day of them at the gym and and you know saying i'm on day whatever whatever and Mm -hmm. share with each other and that's a little network of people that are backing each other up yeah that are getting closer and closer with each other without even probably meeting in person yeah but that's a network of people that is starting to identify like oh i'm following that person that person's hustling they're doing you know crossfit or this person is swimming or whatever you're starting to get to know those people and that's something that you know you're doing again that's a touch Right. Yeah. I don't know what these other people are doing. If I was, you know, if I was committing to 33 days of working out the way he was, I don't think I'm, I'm going to be doing that. But <laughs> if I was, I would get to know those people sure. even closer and they would get to know me and what I did. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a, a perfect example. And, 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 you know, Seth Godin talks about stuff. He talks about like the minimum viable audience. Have you heard of him? Is that, yeah. He's Seth, got tribes. And yeah. He did, Akimbo is his podcast. I love that podcast, but he talks about the minimal viable audience. He talks about how, you know, like, when you're selling stuff too, like people want to see who you are authentically. So like, he's like, by all means, dude, like if you're a big star Wars, dude, like post your star Wars geeky stuff mm-hmm. and find your tribe, you know, of those people that are like, Oh, this sells real estate. And he likes Luke Skywalker. Or, yeah. or uh, I met with the gal, um, Jack Guzman. She's on a uh, Gabe Mendez team and she's like big into like pet rescue. So she has a little, um, dog rescue in Ensenada and she's that's like her passion you know she just still wants to do real estate to help finance that and I was like dude that's so awesome because it's like a you're gonna find those like dog lover yeah. clients that are just like they will never work with anyone but you because they, they know because that you lo- you have the same like passion yeah, exactly that's the biggest thing yeah. right the, the, I 100% agree that's why getting out in the community is so important 
That's yeah. why getting to know people, shaking hands and kissing babies is so important yeah. because you're going to get to know people. And, and it's in the things that you like to do. Like you were talking about earlier about, I forgot his name already off the top of my head, but coaching in his area. Buffini. living Yeah, Buffini, oh, yeah. living oh, in his area. Yeah. Like, I mean, doing everything in that area makes all the difference in the sure. world. Yeah. Well, especially if two, again, I tell my agents too, if they, if they live in a town like South Oceanside's like big kind of a, they're very, you know, there's certain parts, like OB is another part. Like there's certain parts of San Diego that are very like all about that little area. Like, you know, they're like very down for their hood, you know, kind of thing. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm like, dude, by all means, if you're living in one of those areas and you're trying to market and do real estate in that area, like go find the other businesses that are in that area. Like, and do some kind of mark collaborative marketing with them. Like, I'm like, dude, by all means, like if you go to the dry cleaner guy and go, Hey dude, I tell you what, if I mail, mail my marketing piece of my new listing with your, with a coupon on the back of your, you know, for a dollar off each t-shirt, like, what do you think? You want to do something like that? I'll handle the marketing. Like there's a gal out in Ramona that actually she's uh, Judson real estate. She did an awesome marketing piece of, uh, there was a local like little winery that has like a little, storefront right there in Ramona and they were already offering a coupon of like, Hey, you know, buy one, get one free mm -hmm. glass of wine, come in, you know? And she was like, I tell you what, why don't I do the marketing piece for you that just says, Hey, have one on Judson real estate and you're already given a free glass of wine anyway. So if they come in, I'll, you know, you haven't paid for any marketing and it's just a cool little thing that I can give to my people in the, in the area too, you know? And it's like, so now you're cross branding, you're, um, meeting other agents like other entrepreneurs mm -hmm. in your area and like i always tell people like people that own businesses they generally tend to be more business savvy you know so they're what probably they investing tend to make more money they yeah. tend to know other people who have similar lifestyles exactly they, they are uh they they are the watering hole in your case yeah. almost exactly they are the water <laughs> hole, right but but that's exactly. where people come to socialize and they know a lot of people absolutely yeah and and that can work anywhere i think but it, i think it tends to work best in those communities that are very you know like again hillcrest north park those those areas that are very kind of community oriented yeah, well, National City's the same way. Yeah, National City's big time. Yeah, IB. totally. Yeah, we love Who's it. Who's that girl? Was Erica that you had on this call? Yeah, Nasty City. Nasty City. Like, man, I haven't heard that in a while. <laughs> and then this guy throws out Chulawana halfway through. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Oh, and uh, Tim Barker mentioned Cheese Lake. Uh, Cheese Lake? Cheese Lake, yeah, he mentioned that one uh, in the comments. Yeah, that's nice. funny. Yeah, but you and Erica were having too much fun. I didn't get a chance to slide that in there. That's all right. We can do it today since Cheese Lake graduated. Cheese Lake did graduate today. Awesome. Congratulations to all those seniors, by the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but, but that's what it's all about, right? That's what, the, to me... All those graduates. All those graduates, yeah. To me, it's all about getting in front of enough people and telling them what it is you do. It's yeah. really, really that simple. How often can you do that? How many conversations can you have where that comes up? Yeah. And we've talked about this before. We've, we've talked about using, like, you don't know what to say. Use the Ford script, yeah. right? Family, occupation, recreation, dreams. Like, yeah. just questions about those types of things mm -hmm. to your to the person that you're talking to, you for know, sure. hey, you have family in this neighborhood, you know, what, you know yeah. what do you do for a living? Or you can use, you know, the Brian Buffini script is perfect. He says, you know, um, so like when I, again, door knocking, I would be out, I'm always looking for the next guy who's looking to sell. Like, so I, I'm looking for the guy who's like, oh yeah, as a matter of fact, we are thinking about selling in six weeks because we're retiring and moving away. So that's the first lead you're looking for. The second lead you're looking for is like the guy that you're sitting there talking to on his driveway for 45 minutes. You're like, oh man, you know, you went to Mona Vista too? Me too? What do you do? Yeah. You know, and then, um, you know, next thing you know you're like bros in the driveway and you're like and then you bust out the Brian Buffini script you're like hey I tell you what 
I know you're probably not gonna move anytime soon, but if you did have some real estate needs or had a friend or family member who did, do you have a person who you refer business to currently? And if they say no, then great, I wanna be that guy. And then you put them on your little drip campaign or you you know, you know see them and now they're a potential referral. You hit them up on Facebook, you hit them up on your Instagram, and now they're a potential referral source for you and you've put that out there to like looking for referrals. And you take your notes so that when you follow up and call with them on a regular basis every yeah. month or every other month, you know that's your bro. Yeah. Right? You know exactly what the conversation was about. Yeah. And then you get to, you know, hey, Joe, what's up? How's the wife and kids? Exactly. Getting so big. I seen him on Facebook. You know, Love it. Dropping that golden nugget right at the end there. <laughs> that's what makes all the difference in the world. Because, I, I, dude, far too often with new people in any sales career, they make the first call and that's it. Yeah. And that's where you fall off. It's going to take you six, seven, eight touches. It's, it's Absolutely. filling your pipeline, pun intended, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's filling your pipeline with leads yep. because it's going to drip one at a time eventually in due time. I mean, I, I, I've always heard, and I don't know if this is an exact number, but most people you buy, you buy that are going to buy or sell with you, they have a 90-day turnaround time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like three oh, sure. months from the point of contact. I have agents I've been prospecting for five years. Like, so yeah. I, I do, these guys know, like, I don't, I, I don't give up. You know, I just, if, if you're on my list, like you're on my list until you tell me not to call, like, I'm just going to keep calling because yeah. if you're, if you're in my territory, you're in my, you're doing, you're doing deals. Like you're going to hear from me. I mean, in a nice way. I, yeah, I mean, I, I'm a real friendly guy, but I'm just very persistent. Like, no, that, yeah. You know? But the, and there's nothing wrong with that because they might have somebody they're working with already. Yeah. And when that person messes up or they need something really quick and they need to go to the number two yeah you could be that number two dude timing is everything i can't tell you how often it's like hey oh yeah they dropped the ball i'm so sick of it i'll give you a shot you know or something something some conversation like that comes up or i get an email um that's like hey randy i know you've been persistent like here's 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 a shot let's do this you know even a, even a pity one. I am. I ain't too proud. I ain't too proud for any of those. Hey, throw me a deal. Let let's do this. You let's know? do this. All right, Randy. Uh, let's uh, let's wind the clock here at the end. Talk to this camera right here. That's all you. You got a banner right under you. Oh, if wow. people want to work with you, how do they get a hold of you? Uh, yeah, Randy Lipsy, WFG National Title. My cell phone is six one nine five zero four two two seven eight. Email rlipsy at wfgtitleco.com. And uh, yeah, I'd love to hear from anybody. Be awesome. Thanks. Boom, boom. And then lastly, the question we always ask, who do you think would be a good guest to have on the podcast? Actually, it's funny because I, I, so I prepared for that too. I was, um, so I have a great, awesome guy that I know that's one of my mentors actually. He's not in real estate, but he owns an awesome, a big landscaping company, Mike LeBon. Cool. So I hit him up and he said he's interested. And another gal, an agent that I work with actually up in Oceanside um, who does... She does real estate, but she also does this cool nonprofit called Elevate Leadership Community. And it's very much like kind of positive thinking, like, but beyond like in a coaching program too. And so she's a really awesome lady. I think you'll awesome. like to have her on. So, so make sure we tag them. Yes. So reach out so, to them and then we'll get in contact with on the calendar. Victoria Verone. Victoria Verone. So, and what was the landscaper? Uh, Mike LeBon. Le Mike bon, LeBon. LeBon's landscaping. Awesome. So, so we're going to check these guys out. Cool. Get them on the show. You guys have been tagged. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, quick reminder before we head out for the day, 
365 pairs of shoes by the end of the year. Hit up James 619-884-0045 or James at CSFirst.com. He'll hop on this Harley right over there and pick them up. And if you have any insurance needs, if you want to get your personal, your life, your home, your auto, your business, whatever insurance needs you need, or you want to add insurance into your particular line of business, hit up James 619-884-0045 or James at CSFirst.com. And if you want to be a guest on the program, make sure you hit me up. 619-884-4915 or Hernan at csfirst.com or you can find us on our social media feeds at Business Bros Pod. That's all we got for you guys today. Peace. Bye-bye. And I'm out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you interested in being on the show? Are you looking to sell your home or have a business that needs insurance? Reach out to the Business Bros via email businessbros at csfirst.com right now or click on the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening. And remember to subscribe and share the podcast with the business professionals who you think would benefit from the show.